17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead. Washington outside left, Roethlisberger has time, throws to the back of the end zone and it is caught for a touchdown by Holmes. A minute remaining and they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on earth. Irving and Curry, one-on-one with Irving, puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, yes, we are. Welcome, everybody, to Taproom Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats, no, I did not give myself that nickname. And I'm here with Mr. Big Ball (laughs) and Ben Larson. And no, he did not give himself that nickname. He did. (laughs) So. <laughs> uh anyways thank you everybody for joining us excited to be here nfl week six wrapped up tonight cowboys eagles one of the biggest rivalries in the nfl <clears throat> awesome game we're gonna get to that shortly got a lot of football to talk about obviously got a lot of major league baseball to talk about we got a lot to talk about so we need to get started asap how are you doing tonight ben i'm doing well man uh kind of kind of pissed that the weekend's over but uh you know that's pretty much an every weekend type deal here with me so uh but you know it is what it is and uh you know we're we're living life we're living the dream and talking sports drinking beer baseball playoffs go, football or fights this weekend it was great yeah i didn't even it's like the first time there's been fights on it. i didn't even watch them <clears throat> i was uh so fucking pissed off after the USC game last night that yeah, <laughs> I really just wanted to fucking break shit. But I'm actually excited the weekend's ending because, you know, uh, USC loses. The Cardinals look like shit still, but that's here nor there. And then my Sharks fucking can't get a win for shit, dude. So, oh, no. <laughs> we could just compound don't, all that on there, too. Don't expect the Sharks to be getting a lot of wins this year. Dude, so. I'm cool not getting wins if we're playing young guys. But the fact that, like, we're playing veteran players over young guys is really fucking frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I I, I get that. But also, at the same time, these are young guys. I mean, Bortolo and, uh, you know, and um, um, uh, Eklund are good young kids, but they still do have a lot of developing to do. And that's not something that we really want to do is dump them into the deep zone the deep end, excuse me. And, um, you know, really let them just flounder out there and swim baby. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to get time. Hopefully we'll, we'll get them a little later in the season. Um, but that's, uh, that's, that's one of Quinn's kind of MOs is he doesn't like playing young kids. Um, he doesn't want to spend that time, developing them he wants them to develop in the the younger league so oh, i'm sorry it's for a good it. thing that they're at san jose at the barracuda um and hopefully they'll get that call up for a you know a new gm a new regime right you hire a new coach like the only thing i can explain as to why you play these veterans is to get their trade value up yeah but none of them are playing good <laughs> so yeah. Well, and, and tanking for uh, you know for a high pick because but that's what a, playing a young guys do. Pick. Like young guys got they got to go through trials and tribulations, right? <clears throat> like they're gonna have their ups and they're gonna have their downs. 
And that's why you let them go through it now when you aren't expecting to be good because you're not putting them into a situation where it's like, hey, we're expecting you to be great right now. We're expecting you to win. No, we just want to see you grow, dude. That's it. Yeah. Like, to me, it, well, just, it doesn't make sense. I think with Borlo, we see him, uh, you know, going back to San Jose Barracuda, um, which is definitely a place where he can grow. He is an undersized forward. Um, and then Eklund getting him into the AHL, which is something that we haven't seen. He's been in Europe. So, you know, getting him kind of accustomed to playing on the smaller ice, getting him ready to go when it is time to, you know, make the jump into the bigs. Um, so I, I don't think we're going to be going a long time without seeing these two young kids who, who are going to be our, our future core. Um, you know, and then the way that, that things have been going this year so far, I mean, we definitely have a chance to, uh, you know, to get a top 10, top five pick. So top five, um, bro, we need a top one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously we want, uh, who is it? What's his name? Um, is it Bedard? Yeah. He's a, but, uh, Chris Ransom, shout out to Chris Ransom, draftutopia.com. He was telling me that Bedard is the uh, best prospect since Connor McDavid. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Could you be put better. him up with McDavid and Crosby is that, that top level yep. elite player. <laughs> um, and that's something, I mean, any team who gets him is going to flourish. Yep. So <clears throat> yeah, we're, we're here's to hoping um, there's a lot of shitty teams in the league right now too. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what, um, what production we can get for, you know, out of, out of this team over 82 and, and see where we stand at the, the end. I mean, the, the crazy thing is that even with a, you know, a last pit place in the league, I think it's only a 40% chance you get that pick. So yeah, it's, it's like not still want to be bad enough to get, get up there. Yeah. Um, we're not really going to talk hockey. Sorry. We went off on a tangent there. Uh, for those that are new to the show, if you are new to the sh- if you are new listening on Apple, Spotify, or you're watching us on Facebook Live, we will also be on Twitch and YouTube very shortly. Um, our broadcasting program got an update, and I'm s- I'm not I'm not a professional here. I I'm, I'm learning, so <laughs> I'm figuring it all out. But we're working on it. Hopefully, end of this week. We will be on all three streaming platforms. We're always on Apple, always on Spotify. But, uh, you know, football is obviously the main focus during the regular season. After football, though, you're going to hear a lot of uh, NBA and NHL talk, you know, weekly. We are live Sunday through Wednesday, always talking and betting lines and, and, and stuff like that. So if you do like hockey and you do like NBA basketball or even college basketball, you know, you're going to hear a lot of that after yeah. football and as we get more towards the seasons, Ben's an NHL guy, you know, maybe he'll throw off some NHL best bets. Um, myself, I retired from betting the NHL after two games. I had like two of the worst beats of all time to start the year. And I said, okay, enough's enough, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm away. I'm done. I'm gonna wait a little bit. Um, so yeah, dude. So we got a little bit of everything for everybody, dude, but football is obviously fucking King. We are, smack dab in nfl season we are halfway through college football season um wednesday as you can hear me and urban we're, we're breaking down college football games we've been doing really good up until uh the last two weeks we've kind of hit a hit a little roadblock and uh regress to the mean the uh, regress to the means a little bit here but uh 
you know, we're going to get it back, dude. We're going to get it back. That's part of gambling. That's part of betting. That's part of life, dude. Every It's a roller coaster. It's ups, downs, everything in between, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Just like today in football. Oh, my What God. a shit show. Oh, it was I a, lost so much money today. Yeah, it was a wild day. It was a wild day. Uh, with that being said, though, Sundays, we also focus on reviewing some craft beers. Yep. Yeah, so for everybody who doesn't know about this podcast, uh, on Sundays, we do like to kind of go back to where we started on Taproom. And that was, um, you know, the, the idea that we were going to be a podcast to sit, you know, sitting around at a, a brewery, at a bar, drinking beer and talking sports. Um, so each week we are going to kind of review, drink and review two beers each. Um, so we can kind of let you know what we think is a good beer, what we think is a bad beer. Um, and also know that if we think it's good and you think it sucks, that's okay. If uh, you think something's good and we think it sucks, that's okay too. Everybody's got their taste. Um, everybody's got their own preference in beers. Uh, and, you know, whatever works for you, drink that type of beer. But also don't hesitate to go out and try something new because the beer game is always changing. There's beers that I like now that I didn't like five years ago. You know, Jordan, I know, can say the same. So uh, make sure to check those out. Um, if you want to try some beers, you can get, you know, really – Almost two beers on us. If you go to devour.com, download the Tavour app, use Taproom as your promo code. That's T-A-P-R-O-O-M. And you can get 10 bucks off your first purchase of $25 or more. Again, in some cases, that's two free beers. Um, some cases you can get a, a really nice $10 beer. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's a great program. You just click uh, click those beers, put them in your cart at the end of the month or every two weeks, you get it sent to your front door. And it is easy Easy. Yep. Easy. Don't even get your receipt. Yeah. And, and so, we're, not, uh, we're not giving you two free, like, uh, Coors Lights either. We're giving you two yeah. free quality pints. Craft beers. Yep. Exactly. Craft beers. Whether, whether beer, mead, ciders, you yeah, know, they got a lot sours, everything. Yeah. Everything on there. So, uh, Jordan, what's your first beer of the day? And then uh, I'll go through mine and then we'll come back to this halfway through the show. And then at the end, we'll review. Yeah, so this is uh, from Drecker Brewing Company, which, you know, we both have had a lot of beers from Drecker. Yep. You can get Drecker on Tavour. They have a lot yep. of Drecker beers there. This is the Chonk Banana Split Sunday Sour. Oh, yeah. That's the can. That's the artwork. Drecker's always got weird artwork, too. Yeah, they do. Uh, so this is a, uh, uh, I don't even know, what would you consider this? It's a sour ale. A uh, very thick, Ben. Very thick. Yeah, it's almost like, like a, a smoothie. smoothie. Yeah, and it has banana, strawberry, chocolate, lactose, so you can't dr- you can't drink it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, vanilla That's beans. Spicy milk. Um, but but really, I mean, the first thing literally you you smell and taste is uh, <clears throat> have you ever had strawberries wild from Jamba Juice? Oh yeah. It's exactly what it fucking tastes like, like to okay. the T, dude. Yeah. So this one can be very fucking dangerous. I uh, suggest that. Uh, not drinking a lot of these, first of all, because you could probably drink like six of them because they taste so goddamn good. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But so far, so good. Excited for this one, Ben. Excited for what's, this uh, What's the uh, percentage on it? It is... Where did I put that shit on here? It is... Let's see here. I'm not seeing anything on here. Drecker's like the one that doesn't put the alcohol percentage on there. No, it's got to be over on there. Check the, uh, where it says that chonk. It should be on the edge there. No, it doesn't say anything. It just says chonk. 
banana split Sunday sour. No percentage on here. Hmm. I'm guessing it's probably like a six, seven percent. Yeah. Um, I want to say they're they're usually high. Yeah, it's a little because a lot of the like these uh fruity sours are a little uh, less on the uh, alcohol percentage, but you never know, dude. Yeah. This one could yeah. be could be seven percent, but it, it's definitely not over seven seven two yeah. five. Yeah. What are you sipping on? Um, so I'm going, uh, I'm going kind of, I guess, fall for my first beer and then actually going to winter beer for my second. I know it's early, Ooh. but, uh, it's got a little cold over here in the, uh, you know, in the Bay area. So got to, uh, got to get into going down winter, in Vegas, uh, man. Oh yeah. I mean, shit, I've got a fucking hoodie on right now. Like, Are you okay. can wear a hoodie in the fucking summer in the Bay area. Uh, not me. I got a little uh, insulation going. You're crazy, so. bro. When I was out there in, uh, for 4th of July, I was wearing a hoodie at night. Uh, well, I mean, it's it, it's decently cold here and it's been it's been overcast all day. So, I have uh, I've I've pushed the hoodie. All right, it's 58 degrees out right now. It's it's cold. It's cold. Um so <laughs> and I don't have 58. my AC on, which uh which which you'd be happy about, which is a little surprising, but um but I'm going with, uh, for my first beer, I'm going to go with an Oktoberfest. So this is coming out of uh, Golden Road uh, Brewery, which is out of L.A. And, um, you know, so it's it's the uh, the shitty part of uh, California for most people who are from the Bay Area. Um, <laughs> but this is going to be their Oktoberfest. It is a uh, German-style Mirzen. Um, so it is going to be a very amber. Um, it's going to have... Uh, uh, it's got uh, the Vienna, Munich, light Munich, and Caro Munich hops in there. Or sorry, malts. Excuse me, not hops. Um, and it does. Uh, it is hopped with the German tradition as they uh, as they take it. So it's going to be a, a caramely. It's going to be that amber color. Um, can't really see it because I've got a. Uh, I've got my Tanaya glass, but uh, oh, shit, we're really both using the Tanaya glass. Oh, there we go. There we go. So um, it's a <clears throat> it's a really good uh, Oktoberfest. I've been really happy with this one. Been able to get it nonstop over this last um, you know month or so. So I've really been drinking this since a lot of places don't have an Oktoberfest this year. So um, we I have been getting a couple of the Vienna style Feist beers or sorry Fest beers, um, but uh, you know nothing really straight Oktoberfest. So. Still good. Um, still loving those Vienna lagers, but uh, I'm, I'm really excited about these. Uh, really, this uh, the Golden Road, <clears throat> their Oktoberfest coming in at five eight, so you can drink a few. Hell yeah, those are yep. always the good ones, dude. Yep. All right, let's hop into some football, man. <clears throat> Why don't we? Uh, so let's talk about the Sunday night game that just wrapped up. Literally, like thirty minutes, uh, forty five minutes before we came on. Yep. Um, Dallas at Philadelphia. Division matchup: Philadelphia comes into the game five and zero, Dallas four and one against. Um, and the the line was it closed minus six and a half in favor of Philly, minus seven some places depending on on where you got it, but mostly my mo- mostly six and a halfs everywhere. Uh, Philadelphia, I mean, dude, they they were up twenty nothing in the second quarter. Um, Dallas battles back. The Dallas Cooper rushes battle back. Uh, Philadelphia ends up winning the game 26 to 17 minus six and a half covers the total, which was 42 and a half goes over. Uh, what was, 
what's your what's your thoughts on on this game before uh, before I hop in here? I mean, it was a, a typical, you know, Cowboys-Eagles game. You got a, a lot of uh, kind of skirmishes at the end, which was good to see them, uh, you know, as a I thought they were know, division fight, rival. Dude. What's that? I thought they were going to fight. Yeah, I was I was right there with you. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I took away from this is that Cooper Rush is human. Um, and, you know, it's, for all the, the, you know, the Dallas fans who I hear, you know, the second Dak went down was the season's over. We're done. Like there's no chance of doing it. Like you guys have to be very happy that you're four and two right now. Um, you know, and, and the way that rush has played, he finally came back down to earth today against a team that I still don't think is the, the top team that they've played. Um, and they've gotten wins out of, um, you know, I think the Bengals, the giants and the Rams are probably going to end the season above where Philly is. I mean, Philly is, very lucky in the schedule that they have. So they may not, that might not have the better record because of their easy schedule, but I still think those three teams can be better than the Eagles at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a entirely sold on the Eagles quite yet. And, and the main reason is, uh, you know, in second quarters this year, the Eagles are outscoring their opponents one twelve to 27, They've only been outscored in one second quarter all season. That was against the Cardinals, who are yeah. actually the worst first half scoring team in all of football. Yeah. Uh, but in all the other quarters, the Eagles are getting outscored seventy eight to forty nine by their opponents. Yeah, this is yeah. an issue, uh, and they've been beneficiaries so far of a playing dog shit quarterbacks outside of Kyler Murray, who they probably should have lost to if if the Cardinals had a had Matt Prater, their normal kicker. They had a backup kicker mm-hmm. in the game. Yep. Basically cost them the game. Um, and then you face Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush has been serviceable. He hasn't been great. He's been good. He's been a hell of a lot better than I expected. Yeah, I mean, if if nobody expected him to go 3-1, and one, you know what I mean? If yeah. if you told Cowboys fans, hey, Dak's going to miss four weeks and you guys are going to go 3-1, and one, I guarantee all of them sign up for that, right? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. they beat the Rams at home. Uh, and then, obviously, they, they had a chance to win this game. But, you know, the Eagles still, they haven't really played, I hate to say this, a good team outside of Minnesota. No. But they played Minnesota in primetime, and we all know how Kirk Cousins And in, in week time. two when things weren't necessarily clicking yet. But they played them in primetime. So, I mean, yeah. I would never... I would never back Minnesota in primetime, you know what I mean, at all, ever. Um, but, you know, I said it on our show on Tuesday. I said, you know, if, if Dak plays this game, I like the Cowboys. If he doesn't, I yeah. don't like the Cowboys. And Dak didn't play, and that was the biggest difference because Cooper rushed through three interceptions. That was a difference in this game. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles oh, yeah, couldn't move the ball in the second half. Well, and, and looking at the schedule, there's only maybe three games that I see that they could possibly lose. It's ridiculous how cake this schedule is because they go to the Steelers and the Steelers got the W today, but they didn't look good. Um, the they go they host the Texans, which I oh, think they go walk to, all over. They go to Houston, isn't it? Right, at yeah. Houston, yeah, at at Houston. Uh, Houston might win that game. To be honest, that's a Thursday night game, so that's a I, that's a tricky spot, dude. I don't see Houston putting up 
Bro, the points. The Steelers beat the Bucks today. The Jets beat beat the Packers. Right, okay, yeah, this is the yes, NFL. It's, Anything it's can possible. happen. It, it's possible, but you're looking at at a, a team who is hot right now, and I'm not sure if that's gonna that, that's gonna be enough. Um, then they go to the Commanders, then the Colts, who is a very Jekyll and Hyde team. They could eventually have things going I'm at not, that point, but probably not. I think the not. Colts kind of turned it around with that Broncos W, dude. Yeah. That offense actually looked very good today, dude. It looked decent. But again, how long can they hold that up? I, prove me wrong, Colts. Like, that's that's the thing. I, I mean, we thought the Colts were going to be one of the best in the division. and We also thought have... the Jaguars were going to run away with the division after the first three weeks. It's true. That's true. Um, the Packers, again, that's a 50-50 game that the way that they're playing. Uh, I think they'll beat the Titans. The Giants are regressing. Um, I think they're going back to the means. Giants are um, four and one, five and I know. one. Yeah, but they're not playing as well as they did the first four weeks. I mean, um, dude, they beat the shit out of the fucking Ravens today. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Ravens can't close a game out to save their life, though. Um, then they've got the Bears, the Cowboys, which Dak will be back at that point. That's a Christmas Eve game. Um, and then the Saints and the Giants. So maybe three games, four games there that are going to be difficult games for them in the rest of the season. Yeah, I think so. The, barring a major injury. Well, that's this, the thing is they've been very fortunate with injuries too. Yeah, they haven't had any key injuries. Lane Johnson did go out today, the right tackle. Mm-hmm. So we got to monitor that situation because once he went out, that's really the difference in the game. But at the same time, like I don't want to put the difference in the game on him because the Eagles haven't looked good. At any point in the second half this entire season. Yeah. Like they're doing all their damage in the second quarter. Yeah. And that's and they're just doing so that's well it. in the second quarter that it's yeah. like it's it's good enough. Yeah. Defense, top five for the Eagles, right? They can run the ball very well. But teams are starting to figure them out in the second half. They're adjusting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and again, I think also that, you know, top five defense is I know you are looking at DVOA, but I really don't think you can put that much into the numbers here because you've got backup quarterback after trash offense after That's a fair like, point. That's an absolutely fair point. You know, you yeah. gotta look at you gotta put everything in the context, right? Yeah. They really haven't had that opportunity to play a good team and show what that defense can do. I'm not saying that they're not good, but I want to see them actually do it. And we haven't seen that because they played the Giants. Or sorry, the, the Lions, the Vikings on Thursday, the Commanders, the Jags, the Cardinals. They did they did play a strong defensive game there. But they probably would have lost if you're, you're right, the, if the kicker was there. Cowboys, they did play a strong defensive game because they forced Cooper to throw interceptions. So they get they generate turnovers. That's the one yeah. thing you can say about about the Eagles is they absolutely generate turnovers, um, but turnovers, as we know, are not necessarily they're not necessarily sustainable. Yeah, throughout the entire season, like I hate to put like I, I hate to say like luck, but there is a lot of luck involved in turnovers because this is the NFL. You are playing yeah. professional players. You're playing the best of yeah. the best, and teams don't really turn the ball over three plus times a game. You know what I mean? And that's not to knock the Eagles defense. I mean, I already said they're top five. Def- I think they're top five yeah. defense, right? I, you know, DVOA says it. I mean, they can only play who's in front of them. You know what I mean? No, like, absolutely. Yep. They can't pick can't their schedule, on that. dude. Yeah. But, 
you know, putting everything into context, you're absolutely 100% right, man. Like, they haven't really played that. Like, Minnesota is probably the best team they will. Minnesota and Dallas are the two best teams they played. Yeah. Dallas has a backup quarterback. Yeah. And Minnesota might as well have a backup quarterback in primetime because Kirk Cousins yep. literally cannot play in primetime. Like, this yep. is documented over his entire career. So I do think that the jury's still out. I think the thing that benefits the Eagles, though, in the long run is that the NFC is fucking dog shit, dude. Yeah. Because the Vikings literally might be the second best team in the NFC, and they can't play in primetime. So if it comes down to a playoff game, yeah. I mean, it's it's over. And, and the Niners, I would honestly consider the Niners the best team if they were healthy. But that defense yeah, is healthy, now missing five starters. Yeah. So yeah. it's a big... Offensively and defensively, they're, they're banged up. So Hella banged up. But yeah. the good thing for the Niners is that they're banged up now rather Mm -hmm. than later so they can get healthy towards the end of the season because i mean coming into today the niners hadn't allowed 20 points all week yeah i still i I still think they're the best defensive team given how many injuries they've had and they're still that consistent i mean they only they only gave up 28 to the falcons you know what i mean yeah big part of that was because jimmy g threw two touchdowns but i think jimmy g forced a lot knowing that like hey you know i gotta i gotta do make something happen because my defense is is banged up, you know what I yeah. mean? So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I do agree. The jury is out on, on the Eagles, but I do think they have a lot of things going their way. Yeah. I mean, great win today. 6-0. and Yeah, 6 and I mean, you can't knock it, dude. Like yep. like we said, you can't you can't judge them, or you can't. They can only play who's in front of them. You know yep. what I mean? We can't be like, oh, well, they've only played this. I mean, that's their schedule. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thanks, NFL. <laughs> Always, dude. But that's that's the benefit. That's the benefit of not being good the year before. And although they weren't, they made the playoffs last year, they still only finished second in their division. So they're not playing first place teams this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, let's, let's move on to another big story this weekend. Uh, Bucks versus Pittsburgh. This one closed uh, Bucks lane nine and a half on the road at Pittsburgh against Kenny Pickett. Uh, Tom Brady's only lost one game to a rookie quarterback in his career that was to geno smith when geno smith played for the jets things changed today yep uh kenny pickett did go out mitchell trubisky did finish the game the buccaneers really struggled i mean this is a team that is struggling ben and did pickett get hurt he did he got in the concussion protocol concussion okay uh, not yeah. I'm not saying he had his, has a concussion. That's to be determined. But he got into yeah. concussion protocol, and after the whole Tua thing, they're they're being very extra cautious. Yeah, they're basically absolutely. telling all of us, "Hey, you want us to take this serious? All right, we're gonna take it extra yeah. serious now." Here's 150. <laughs> percent so. Uh, yep. so he goes, he leaves on concussion protocol. Uh, Steelers end up winning the game 20 to 18. This game goes under, and. Obviously, the Steelers cover, and they win outright. Huge dogs. Yeah. Huge. But the bigger thing is is Tom Brady and what's happening yeah. with Tom Brady because this has been the story all offseason, Ben, yeah. uh, since he announced his retirement, announced he's playing. Then we hear this shit about him and Giselle and all this shit, and now it's like all this other shit's coming out that this guy was in New York partying on Friday yeah. night. Then goes to the game. Like, does he actually really, like, what? What is he doing? Yeah, this is not the Tom Brady that we used to see. 
Um, and, and, you know, you can't unfortunately say like, oh, well, his offense is out now. Or like is, is you know, they were injured, yes. But now they're back to, you know, back to their healthy selves. And yes, they're still three and three. I don't think we can really put things down too much. This was a huge loss today. This is one that they should have won. This is one that they had the opportunity to win. But I think one Pittsburgh played a hell of a game. And I think, I I think that offensive line is not there to support Brady. I think they're there to, to pick up their paycheck to play football well, I mean, we and knew their offensive line was going to be a concern coming into the yeah. season. Yeah, but especially if you have them, you know, tell them, you know, have Brady coming in yelling them that they fucking suck and that they, you know, um, you know that they're better than this and that they, uh, you know, they they need to step up. Well, it's like you need to step up too. I mean, you need to step up for the team. If I'm if I'm in that situation and my quarterback doesn't show up to training camp, doesn't show up one of the days out of the big, one of the big practices out of the week on Wednesday, doesn't show up to fly in with the team. That's, that's not feeling it, you know, a connection to me. And, and I'm not going to be there to stand up and fight for this QB. And, you know, I think he's letting everything that's on the field or off the field enter the field. And that was always frustrations are getting. Yeah. He wears his heart on his sleeve. The frustrations are going to show, and they're showing. That was, and I, it's not good. I I forget when it was, but it was in the last, like, five years. He had an interview where he said, you know, like, when I don't have a passion for the game, that's when I will leave the game, right? Yeah. And he came back because he said he, was, he wasn't ready to retire. Like, he still loved the game of football and still loved the process of football. Yeah. But does he really love the process of football if he's taking Wednesdays off and he's uh and he's not flying with the team? And he's he's yep. he's disconnected from the team, well, it feels like. My guess is that he's using football as a distraction from what's going on in his home life because yeah, but his, his home, home life isn't good. His home life issues are because he unretired and played football. Oh, exactly. But I'm sure that, that those home life if if this is the situation that he is in, those home life issues were there prior to him saying, Oh, I want to go back and play. I mean, we saw issues with him and Giselle last season where Giselle said she hated seeing him get hit and she wanted him home with the kids and you know that, that she wasn't happy during last season and the season before when he moved down to Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that like we've always heard, I mean, obviously I've never played professional football. The one thing we've always heard about playing professional sports is that like your family makes a bigger sacrifice than you do because you're literally away from your family all the time like he's at the facility all day he's traveling he's you know he's doing all this work for basically eight months out of the year yeah six eight months so it i understand why she is like this i mean he's 45 years old at this point like and he's still like trying to live like he's 22 that's and kind to of see these. I'm sorry. That's kind of always been the thing with Brady. Is like he's he's always wanted to be ageless, and that's the whole thing yeah. with TB12 and all this and drinking avocado juice or whatever the fuck he yeah. eat, avocado ice cream is like. Hey, you too can can be 45 and be like you're 25, right? Yeah. 
And I think that that's him doing this is basically like also him trying to prove something about his, not necessarily work ethic, but about his process and about TV 12 to like sell later on. Right. Yeah. Cause that was a whole thing with the Patriots was that like the Patriots were tired of, uh, his, his TV 12 nutritionist and, 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 uh, person being involved with other Patriots players mm-hmm. and not necessarily the organization. Yeah. And so they kind of grew tired of that shit and they, I mean, they happily let Tom Brady walk, you know what I mean? They yeah. were like, you know, cool, go do what you want to do in, in Tampa. Yeah. Now they got Bailey Zappi and everything's looking beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know the end game for, for Brady. Obviously, I doubt he retires in the middle of the season. But, I mean, Ben, the Bucks are 3-3 three and three right now. This yeah. is definitely not a Super Bowl team. No, it isn't. But, I mean, the crazy thing, though, is that 3-3, three and three, they're, what, second in their division right now? Tied with the Falcons. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and easily can win this division outright and get themselves in the playoffs where it's a, a whole new game. Um, you know, you look at their schedule, you know, the next couple weeks are, I mean, next couple weeks, they do have the Ravens and the Rams. Um, but then other than that, you know, you don't have another, you know, tough couple of weeks until, you know, December. So, you know, and you have the Niners Bengals and, you know, that Falcons game, the last game of the, uh, of the season for them could be what be- decides this playoffs. Yeah, dude, against America's team, the Atlanta Falcons, dude, six yeah. and zero against the spread. Yep. So I, I, it's uh, they, they do have a pretty easy schedule, so I think that's definitely going to benefit them. But it's this is not a team that's going to be going distance in the playoffs. No way. Yeah, I don't see it. It's just crazy because the NFC is just so bad, dude. Yeah. There's like not one team where I'm like. Yeah, they're hella good. Even even the Eagles being six and zero. Yeah, you know I'm not like, yeah, that's a Super Bowl caliber team. Because I I don't think that. I mean, yeah, but the they, Eagles. I'd put the Eagles. I'd put the Niners when they're healthy. Um, I don't think you can take out the Rams quite yet because no, nah, that just team won. stinks, dude. They beat a bad Patriots team, bro. The pa- I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, they beat a bad Panthers team. The Panthers are like. The worst. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm just saying you can't take them out of it because they won last year. Mm. I'm not saying that they're a good team. They're, you know, playing at a level that can be. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But there, you can't. You can't just discredit them because they won last year. So, I, I mean, NFC East, Eagles, maybe NFC uh, North. I don't think you can give you know the Packers any credit further than you can throw them. Um, there's a couple of big guys on the team. Vikings are not it. Tampa Bay is not it. Falcons aren't it. Like I think the Vikings might be the second best team in the NFC. But yeah, I'm like, I'm saying right now because the Niners are so banged up. Yeah, I think the Niners healthy are probably the best team in the NFC. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd put the two next two kind of tied being the Eagles and the Vikings. Yeah. And then Cowboys. We'll see what happens when Dak comes back. Yeah, because that defense is legit. Micah Parsons might be the best player in the NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, outside of a quarterback, he might impact a game more than anybody else. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. I think 
defensively, you can also put Bosa up there because the Niners' defense looked. Nick, Nick Bosa, great player, not Micah Parsons though. That's true. <laughs> he, I mean, the different, whole different style of, of football or a whole yeah, but position. Mike, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, Ben, he can rush the passer like Nick Bosa, but he can also cover. Like, it's incredible what that that dude is just. He's he is. he's he the is. best defensive player I've, I've seen in a long time, and that's yeah. can't believe I'm giving a Cowboy credit here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's run through a couple games real quick. Um, Cincinnati closes minus three favorites on the road against New Orleans. The total was 42.5, goes way over 30-26. to 26. Uh, Cincinnati wins thirty to twenty six. You had Cincinnati as one of your best bets. I had Saints as one of my best bets. Just an awful beat for anybody beating uh, backing the Saints. Bengals have the ball with two minutes left. Um, really, all they got to do is hold Cincy to a field goal. Since he still would win, and Saints would cover. Yeah, they throw a screen pass to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase breaks two tackles, runs it in the end zone. They go up four. Obviously, the Saints weren't going to score a touchdown or, or kick a field goal down four. Uh, so Saints win. They cover. Total goes over. Any thoughts on this game? I mean, this was a little bit closer offensively to the Bengals team that we saw last year, but defensively, this team is still majorly struggling. Uh-uh. Yeah. Allowing 228 yards rushing today, not good. The Saints rush against everybody. I, mm. The Bengals' strength, yeah. though, this season all year has been their defense. Without their defense, yeah. they're fucking. They probably have defense one win right now. Did not look good today. Um, Jags Colts Colts close minus two point favorites. They win outright, 34 to 27. Colts offense finally looked good against a. Good Jacksonville a defense, too, by the way. Matt Ryan looked good today. Yeah. They need to get um, uh, Jonathan Taylor back in there so they can actually run the ball. Well, their offensive line hasn't been very good to run the ball, so that's been the issue. But, you know, I thought winning against Denver, like I know it was the ugliest fucking game any of us have ever seen, Mm -hmm. but I thought if they lost that game, like their season was – Totally over. The fact they won that game yep. kind of boosted them back to, okay, this is a bad division. We can actually win this division. And it, it kind of put them back there. I thought it was a, I thought that was a huge win. Uh, yep. They lost 24 to nothing to Jacksonville in week two. They bounced back here, win 34 to 27. I thought it was a huge win for the Colts. Yep. Colts. Team, uh, 20 and 22 today. Pretty pretty impressive, even though they were dinking dunks. I mean, only 165 yards, but you know, to only have two drop passes. Yeah, I mean, the offense was good enough to win. It was a defense yeah. that, that wasn't yeah. good. Which you know, the Jacksonville, and and we did mention this earlier in the season. Like they had they had six turnovers in three games, which is mm-hmm. like I've been saying. It's just it's not sustainable. Yeah, you know what I mean. So 34-27, Jacksonville moves to two and four now. Yeah. Uh, Indy moves to. What are they? Three and three, or two, three and three, one? Three, two and one. Three, two and one. So I mean, they're they're in driver's seat for that for that division, Ben. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore Giants. Baltimore closes uh, five and a half point favorites on the road against the New York Giants. Uh, Brian Dable continues to do just an incredible job coaching this New York Giants team. The Giants went yep. outright twenty four to twenty. Baltimore had a couple terrible turnovers. Yeah. Um, and this game goes. Uh, it was over, right? It was the closing. It was forty-four. 
and the total goes over. Total was at forty four. What was the what was the final total on here? Uh I don't know. I don't remember. Forty two and it went over? Yeah, I think it was forty two. You're right. It definitely yeah. went over. It was forty one yeah. and a half or forty two. Okay. Any thoughts on this game? I I mean Baltimore. They should be you know, at least five and what five and one right now, if they could close out a game. Yep. But they can't. Nope, they cannot. Which is it's, a big, uh, big concern. Yep. Lamar Jackson has also come back down to earth. Yep. Uh, after his incredibly hot start, and still had averaged eleven yards carry today. <clears throat> yeah, seven for seventy-seven. Uh, all right, let's talk about this next game: the Jets at the Giants. Yikes! And Jets we'll, at the pa- the Packers. Jets at the Packers. I'm sorry. Jets at the Packers. Uh, Packers close seven and a half point favorites. They lose outright, twenty-seven to ten. This offense just continues to not be able to do anything. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on this game here? Uh, I mean, I, I just I don't I don't understand how one player can affect a team this much. And there's something ha- internally going on. Here. There has to be. There has to be because losing your star wide receiver and kept, you know pulling in what at least. Uh, did they pick up anybody? Well, they drafted uh, Romeo Dobbs. They drafted uh, Christian yeah, but they didn't Watson. Bring, they didn't bring in. They brought in any... Sammy Watkins, but I mean, Sammy he's been Watt, hurt yeah. the whole time. Yeah, and he's kind of washed at this point. Um, uh, yeah, just it surprises me how you know Robert Tanyan is your top receiver now. Yeah, you I know. mean. Um, <clears throat> the deep ball has has just completely gone away. You know, in in training camp, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's talking about like we need to. He's calling his receivers out publicly and shit. Yeah, it's never good to get shit out of the out of the locker room. But yeah, you know, last week I forget what player it was. There was someone on on Green Bay's defense that said, "Yeah, you know, I'm not worried now, but if we lose to the Jets next week, then I will have then I will have concern." Yeah, and, and they look lose, what happens. They lose to the Jets, yeah. and now it was that uh, Jair Alexander, right? Was it Jair? I think so. Yeah, <clears throat> and now now you lose to the Jets, so now it's like you're just putting more scrutiny on your locker room. I mean, yeah. this just this team since training camp has concerned me with all the outside noise, and I, I just felt like since training camp there's been a lot of controversy. Uh, there's something just not right with this team because this team's basically the same as it was last year. Yeah. Yet they suck. Yeah, they're you know, yeah, I mean, they do again lose. they're three and three. They but... do lose Devontae Adams, but I'm sorry, dude. If Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, he's that dude. He's that dude. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. And he's struggling, dude. Yeah. And they're losing to teams that they should be beating. And yeah. that's gonna come back at the end to really hurt them. They should have beat the Bears. They should have beat the uh or sorry, they beat the Bears. They should have beat the the Jets. Uh, Giants, Giants, I know, are are playing good right now, but they should have beat the Giants. They're up by like um, ten points in that game. Yeah, they should have beat the Vikings week one, and didn't happen. You know, they got lucky against Brady um, in that fourteen to twelve game. Um, you know, and then you're going up against the Patriots with the backup QB. Um, you lose, you beat the Bears, but who isn't going to beat the Bears this year? So, yep. you know, it's a uh, it's not looking good. No, it's not at all. This is um, 
it's time to hit the panic button on the yes. on the Packers, especially with you know Vikings are kind of running away with the division right now. They are. They haven't lost a division game yet. Nope. So the Packers definitely have cause for concern. Uh, they got to figure something out, you know, because Rodgers is obviously not comfortable with the receivers he has because he doesn't really throw to them except for Alan Lazard and, and Robert Tanyan yep. and Randall Cobb. Uh, there's, there's just, I just think there's some internal right, dude. And I, I don't know if, I don't know if it can be fixed or how quickly it can be fixed. Yeah. Well, they were talking about the whole uh, OBJ was, you know, one of his teams was the Packers if they were on a contention, you know, basis. And at this point, I don't think, you know, he's going to be their only real option to bring in mid mid season, unless you trade, maybe Dylan. Um, But they're not going to do that. So you know, there's no, there's nobody to come in and and you know, relieve this, you know, offensive issue in their wide receiver core. Another problem is they can't stop the run on defense, Yeah, which is an absolute atrocity. They're 30th against the run. Yikes. You can't stop the run, dude. You're basically useless defensively. All right, let's talk about one last game, and then we'll we'll take a break, and then we'll talk uh, Monday Night Football, and then we'll talk some Major League Baseball. Uh, Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. This was probably the biggest game of the week. Yeah. The game that everybody was looking forward to. The Bills closed two and a half point favorites on the road at KC. We've we know their struggles at Kansas City the last few years. Um total was fifty four. Total goes under, which I think was a surprise to everybody. Yep. <clears throat> and that then killed a lot of my parlays today. <laughs> dude. That this game, this total, and the Cardinals Seahawks, I think, were the two craziest outcomes. Like, you could have put a gun to my head and said, "Give me two bets that will absolutely hit." I would have said over in Kansas City, Buffalo, and over in uh, Cardinals Seahawks, and neither. Yeah, of them I mean, I'd, over. I'd put the you know Green Bay over the Jets. I'd also put um, eh, maybe not minus seven and a half though. Uh, yeah, still. Crazy, um, but anyways, the Buffalo Bills win outright, twenty four to twenty. The Chiefs, like honestly, the Chiefs looked like they were going to win this game for most of the game until the very end. Josh Allen pulls pulls it out of his hat. He finally, finally gets the the monkey off his back, dude. Yeah, well, I think Patty was just really forcing the ball today, um, and that was I, I don't know if that was because of the defense that he was stacked up against, or if that was because <clears throat> of how big of a game this was. But it, it really seemed like he was trying to push the ball into, you know, spaces that sometimes they would work for him or would have worked for him in the past. But they they just didn't they just didn't click today. So many sidearm throws that he, you know, I think at least one of the interceptions was a sidearm throw that probably shouldn't have been thrown. Um, yeah, and the last one should not he shouldn't have thrown it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I think he was just pushing the ball, and I think that's what ultimately kind of put this down because, you know, when it was 24-20 and the Chiefs had the ball, you know, we were talking about, you know, you taking the the plus three of the Chiefs and, you know, even having the Chiefs outright. And, you know, if, if the Chiefs were able to push this, they would have won it minus three. Well, the crazy thing is that, like, Andy Reid once again refuses to run the ball. 
Yeah. They only yep. rushed the ball 18 times for 68 yards. Yeah. Uh, Jarek McKinnon only gets two rushing attempts. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, nine. Pacheco, two. He averages 4.5 yards a carry, by the yeah. way. I mean, this it's just the same story over and over and over again with the Chiefs and Andy Reid. Yeah. Like, teams are going to pull you for the pass, dude, because of who you have on your team. You have to run the ball. And it's not like they, they had to... It's not like they had to abandon the run. I mean, this was a one-possession game the entire time. Yeah, You know what I mean? They could have continued to run the ball. He just refuses to. Yeah, He just doesn't care to. And it's cost, it cost him an AFC championship last year. You know, they're up by 21 points. Bengals keep dropping eight, and he refuses to run the ball. Here we go again, dude. Same fucking thing. Yeah. They're basically winning the game the whole fucking time. Bengal, or Bills drop eight defenders and he yeah. fucking refuses to run the ball. Yeah. 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 It's just, and it's atrocious. One more thing. Um, you know, if, unless you have something more for this game, let me know. But, uh, one more thing I wanted to talk about before we take our break and, and kind of end football is, uh, CMC being now on the trade block. They're listening to trade requests for him. Do you think he actually gets moved or? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the fucking Panthers suck. Yeah. They're the worst team in football, dude. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, they're, you know, the, them and the Bears and the Commanders are probably the three worst teams. Yeah. There's a couple teams rumored to be on that. I know Niners, Rams, um, Bills. I'd imagine this would be a great pickup for the Chiefs. Mm, would the Chiefs use him, though? That's the problem. Yeah. He also makes too much money. Yeah. Uh, I Personally, I think... I think Christian McCaffrey's lost a step. I personally yeah. don't think he's worth his contract. So when you're acquiring him, you have to take that into consideration. You know, maybe he does look better on a better team, but I mean, like, I know the I know the Panthers are bad, but like, he doesn't. He just looks like he's lost a step, in my opinion. Well, I think he's lost a step, and a lot of it has to do with the injuries. He's yeah, been a injured lot of injuries nonstop, and that could also be something with Carolina, though. You know, that they don't have a good. It could, but he could also have lost a step. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? People keep bringing up, well, oh, well, Odo Beckham Jr. looked like he lost a step too. It's not the same, dude. Like, this guy literally looks like he lost a step. You know what I mean? Odo Beckham Jr., you could tell he, like, just didn't care when he was in Cleveland. So, I mean, it was, like, kind of totally different, in my opinion. Where do you think he goes? I mean, I would love to see him with the Niners just because Kyle Shanahan's so creative. I think yeah. that that could benefit him. And if he doesn't look good with the Niners, then you know he's washed. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, dude, there I don't know because like there's so many teams that like need a running back. The Rams can't run the ball no matter what. Like their offensive line sucks. So I think him going there like doesn't really. It's not going to tell us anything. I think I, yeah. I I just think the Rams aren't a good team, dude. Yeah. Um, well, I think that that. Same issue with uh, Kansas City that he'd have with Buffalo is that he wouldn't be utilized running the ball in Buffalo because. But Andy Reid would definitely use him in the passing game. <laughs> yeah, Singletary and and you know Cook, they they just they're good running backs. They just don't get that opportunity. Yep. Plus, and, they always run quarterback design runs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge difference. Yeah. All right, let's take a break real quick. We'll hop, we'll hop back in here. We'll do, we'll do the Monday night game, and then we'll talk some Major League Baseball. 
baseball. Division series and uh, everything that's gone down there and get ready for uh, game five. Yep. Guardians, Yankees. So we'll be right back. Uh, stay with us. Stay locked. Stay loaded. Be right back. back welcome back everybody thank you i told you it was only gonna be a minute thank you for uh staying locked with us yep we're back here second beer ben let's get it going hell yeah you want me to start or do you want to go into it i'll go for it okay um so i'm doing a uh, an oldie but goodie um this beer has been around since 1988 um and every year at this company this uh, brewing company makes this uh this winter ale um, and it has become one of my favorites. When I first started drinking it, I absolutely hated it. Um, but I drink it because it was a winter beer and it was a special one. Um, they've also lowered the percentage down on uh, on this uh, this winter. This is the Jubilee from Deschutes um, coming in at 6.7% this year. So it is definitely a lot lower than normal. Um, usually, I mean, we used to see this beer around, you know, eight, five to nine. Um, so they've uh, they've made a... Low percentage uh, kind of iteration this year. You're going to hear caramels. What's that? A drinkable one. Yeah. Yeah. You can drink, you can drink two of these and and be okay. Um, Previous two of them, you were slurring your words, but uh, it's got that caramel. It's got that toffee, kind of that cocoa taste to it. Um, So I'm I'm super excited. I just saw this uh, come in today. They were literally loading it into the, uh, into the section as I was, uh, you know, in, in the, uh, in, in the store. So, I'm excited. This is one that uh, is a go-to every year come Christmas time. So pretty early for getting the, the winter festivities around, but I had to get it. It's fresh. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, my second beer, I'm drinking one that I actually did on like a, one of our football shows a couple of weeks ago, but I decided I'm, I want to do it on here and actually talk about it. Uh, this is the Double Boa Bliss. This is a collaboration between Front Porch Brewing Company and Skygazer, both out of North Haven, Connecticut. Um, so this one's inspired by Boba. For those of you that don't know who Boba is, you should probably fucking, you know, what get out that? from I said this one's inspired by Boba. Yeah. So if, Boba Fett? No, Boba, dog. I know. If you don't know what Boba is, I said you should probably get out from under a fucking rock. It's a Korean drink, but uh, 
Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, I've had it before, obviously. It was good enough yep. that I'm pulling it out now. Yep. And the fact that I bought two, so I've had one sitting in my fridge for a couple of weeks. Um, Just got to save it for that special occasion. Exactly. Uh, so I'm excited, man. I'm excited to drink this one. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this rest of the show, get get Monday Night Football, and, and I'm really excited to talk some fucking baseball, man. So, oh, man, baseball has been crazy. I'm so yeah, excited. I'm very excited. So let, let's get into the Monday Night game. We got the Chargers. Yep. Uh, they're at home, laying four and a half against the Denver Broncos. Denver is one and four against the spread. The Chargers are four and one against the spread. Chargers three and two straight up. Denver two and three straight up. Uh, the totals: Denver one and four to the over. Chargers three and two to the over. Denver is also zero and two away, and two and one at home. Chargers are one and one at home. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, this is probably gonna feel more like a. Broncos home game with the crowd. So don't be shocked by that. Uh, but what's your thoughts on this game? I mean, first things first, I'd initially, uh, I'd really initially push this under uh, 45 and a half just seems like a crazy high number with the way that these offenses uh, have been, can have been putting up numbers in the way that um, Denver's defense has been playing. So first things first, I would go under 45 and a half. Um, I think, uh, you know, looking at the, you know, the teams that Broncos have played, uh, this is going to be one of the more dynamic offenses that they'll, they'll be facing. Um, I think they're going to, you know, flourish a little bit over the struggling defense of the chargers. Um, But I'm, I'm still leaning chargers here, even though it is four and a half. Um, You know, I, I would love to have it as a, you know, a single possession I mean, I guess this is still a single possession, but a three-point game. Um, but, you know, I, I still think that the the Chargers can take it just because they don't put up points and only averaging 15 points a, a game. I think the Raiders, where they scored 23, was their uh, their highest points possible. They put up 11 against San Francisco, 16 against, um, you know, Houston, 16 against Seattle, and only 12 in overtime against uh, Indianapolis. So but how many uh, points no, sorry, they, they've only put up nine uh, in overtime. How many points did they give up in those games? Yeah. 12, 32, 11, 16, or sorry, nine and uh, they didn't 17. Give, they didn't give up 32 points this year. Yeah. To Vegas, 32 to oh, 23. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was their worst. That was their worst. Yeah. Game. <clears throat> um, yeah, no, they're, they're only averaging 16 points a game defensively which is why i think the under is the best bet here yeah i I think chargers are going to struggle to put up points against them and their offense is going to struggle to put up points just because it's the the broncos offense um they have not been able to connect now the broncos definitely have issues but so do the chargers to be honest yeah chargers have a lot of injuries dude and keenan allen doubtful Doubtful. for the game tomorrow and they're missing both their tackles um, and that's what concerns me here is that they're missing both their tackles, and this is definitely the best defensive front they're facing so far this year. Yep, without a doubt. And uh, you know, I think that's going to pose an issue here because they haven't really played a defensive front like this since both their tackles have gone out. Yep. Like the Raiders have two good pass. Well, they have a good pass rusher and a wash pass rusher, uh, but that was when the Chargers were healthy. Now they have to go up against this Denver Broncos front. Denver is fourth DVOA in defense, and they're second against the pass, 15th against the rush. Well, the Chargers aren't good at running the ball. 
right? They ran the ball against the Browns because the Browns are like literally one of the worst rushing defenses in all of the NFL. Everybody runs the ball against the Browns. I like I like uh, Denver plus the four and a half here. It's a division game. I'm getting more than a field goal. I mean, this is easy. This is easy for me. I, I I know it's weird to say that considering how bad the Broncos have been, and like their offense has been atrocious, but their defense has been good, dude. You know, we can sit here and criticize their offense all we want, but their defense has come to play every fucking week. Aside from that that uh, Raiders game, but Russ made some key. Uh, they had some key turnovers. Uh, the Melvin Gordon fumble, which really changed the fucking game. They gave the Raiders fucking possession in the field. That was really the difference in the game. Will Russ come out here and, and, and cook? Doubtful. Yeah. I, I agree with you. The under is probably a solid play here. But I do like the four and a half because the Chargers defense is, is not good. So if and, – and it's not good because they have a lot of injuries. Yep. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if there's a game where I expect the Denver Broncos offense to get going a little bit, it's this game right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we'll see how we'll see how it plays out, but I like Denver plus the points here, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I can't believe I'm fucking saying this either. Yeah. They're one I, and four against the spread, gonna... but they're gonna cover yeah. this game. I, I guarantee they cover this four and a half. Um I'm leaning again towards uh towards the chargers at that four and a half. Um, but I, I think the only bet that I'm really going to put in and I, I just put a unit down on it is, uh, is the under that 45 and a half. I don't know how it's, how it's that high. Um, with, with these two offenses and the defense of the, uh, of the Broncos here. So I think that's your best bet. Just don't see uh, chargers have not played a strong defense like this you know, all season. Uh, maybe you could say Jacksonville. Um, they only put up 10 points against Jacksonville. So I just don't see them adjusting to it. Yeah, no, this should probably be a defensive battle. I like the yeah. Broncos plus the four and a half, though. That's yeah. my I, – I like it better than the under, but I do like the under, too. Wow, okay. Give me both. But I really do like the Broncos plus the four and a half. All right, let's talk some uh, let's talk some baseball, Ben. Yep. Let's move over to America's pastime. Uh, so, division series, we have one series still remaining. It goes to a game five being played in New York. Maybe tomorrow there is rain in the in the forecast in New York, so this game may get pushed back to Tuesday. I doubt it uh, because they won't want to adjust because they've already announced that uh, game one of the ALCS will be on. Wednesday, I believe. They're only going to give the winner of this series one day. Yep. Dude, they it might go to Tuesday though. Let's see. Or they're going to be playing this game hella late. I did see. Let me see if it's still scheduled. Yeah, twenty twenty two playoff schedule and bracket. Houston game one Wednesday, October nineteenth. Then they they play again the twentieth, so they'd have to reschedule basically game one and game two. Dude, there's rain in the forecast tomorrow in New York from four to eight p.m. Yeah, there's no turnaround time in this. Look at this: the nineteenth, twentieth. Then they have a day off, um, and then it's the 
22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th. Damn. That's a yeah. weird. Bro, Major League Baseball tried to avoid the NFL at all costs so much yeah. in this playoffs, and, and for obvious reasons. But yeah. um, <clears throat> Damn, that's interesting. Because I was looking at that forecast, and I was like, damn, are they even going to get this game in? Yeah. Well, there was rain tonight, and they still played it. So, Yeah, but it was like light rain. If it's yeah. raining for like four hours, dude, they're not going to be able to play because it's going to ruin the infield, and that's that's how guys can get hurt and shit. Yeah, we'll see. Anyways, we got one the series MLB left. Doesn't care about its players. <laughs> we got one series left. Uh, the Phillies upset defending champion Atlanta Braves. Holy shit! Dodgers get upset by the Padres. Holy shit! Houston beats the Mariners. Not a surprise. And then we got a series tied two to two. Yeah. One common theme here, aside from the Astro series, is that all the teams that had buys all struggled. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it that big of an issue? I don't. Well, I, I think maybe with the three game series, yes. Because now you're getting, even though most of them only went two games, you're getting two high intensity games that these that these wild card teams get to play instead of just a single one where it really is life and death. So, you know, I think that could be a possibility that, you know, because they're waiting, I, you know, that's, it's just an issue. Um, I, I think the Dodgers had flaws. I think Atlanta had flaws. Um, I did not expect Philly to come out and win this three to one. I did not expect the Dodgers to come out and win this three to one. Um, I did. You know, I think not the Phillies, but I, I, I expected both of those to at least go game five. I, I thought Atlanta was going to win in five. I thought uh, San Diego could win in five, but I still thought the Dodgers would. I thought this was going to be a lot tighter series than, than we really had. The Atlanta um, series was, you know, I, I mentioned it last week when we talked about it. I said, you know, if you honestly think about it, the Phillies probably have the two best pitchers in the series in, in yeah. Nola and uh, Wheeler. Yep. And I, I wasn't expecting Spencer Strider to start. I thought he was going to come out of the bullpen because he yeah. hasn't pitched since September 18th. thought it was a huge mistake for them to throw him out there and start. Mm. He looked good the first time through the order, but second time he got fucking knocked around. That yeah, was the 9-1 game, right? Game three? Yeah, that was the biggest difference yeah. in the series. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, I was shocked that the Braves didn't didn't win because I, I thought from top to bottom they were probably the best team and, and also they were in a they were in a division race towards the end so like every yeah. game mattered for them you know what I mean it's like they were yeah. going in there like the Dodgers where the Dodgers were kind of just coasting right yeah and I thought the Braves were built for the postseason like they have a good bullpen they have a good offense they have Max Freed who's an ace they got yeah. Spencer Strider they have Kyle Wright you know they got good pitchers but you know what I mean like playoff baseball is different yeah, and they couldn't put up anything offensively, you know, other than that, you know, three nothing game. And even then, I expect the Braves to put up more than three runs a game. And you know, game one they put up six, and you know that that, that seventh run for the Phillies was impressive for that, you know, in in that game. So I mean, that game one was exactly what I expected to see this whole series, you know. And then they come back, Braves win three nothing again. I'm expecting Braves to put up more than three runs. They come back and lose nine to one and they come back and lose eight to three. And, and that dynamic offense that we saw all year died in the playoffs. Yeah. And it was like last year, you know, they had guys like Ozzy Albies who had a career postseason. Jorge Soler had a great Austin postseason. Riley. Yeah. 
Austin Riley came to life. Austin Riley was non-existent in this series. Yeah. I mean, he had one good game. I don't remember. I, I think, think it he was had maybe like three game hits one. the entire series. You know, what yeah. I mean? <clears throat> uh, Matt Olson had a good game one, and then kind of was non-existent the rest of the yeah. series. I mean, they they just they didn't show up in the Phillies. You know, Bryce Harper balled the fuck out. Yeah, bro, hit like well, eight hundred in the I, series. Yeah, and I think you really saw what a impact Freddie Freeman had on the Braves last year because Matt Chapman was not it Matt Olson. Uh, or sorry Olsen was not it Olsen was probably uh, their best hitter in the in the series him yeah. and Acuna well and and just the way that he had his prowess in the in the dugout as well and you know that that's a huge hit that they took for Freeman I mean Freeman and, didn't help the Dodgers any so no he didn't but <clears throat> I'm just saying that's how much he played a role on that team I, I mean I the one thing about postseason baseball dude is that you know first of all it's a new season, so what happened in the regular season doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Right? And every year in the postseason, the teams that win, they get production from guys that you don't think they're going to mm-hmm. get production from. Right? Yeah. That's the Phillies. Like, you're, you're a Giants fan, dude. You watched it. You watched right. Cody Ross fucking turn into fucking Mark McGuire in a postseason. Yep. You know, yep. you, that's that's how you win in the postseason, dude. you got to yep. have the bottom of your lineup. They have to succeed. You know, we've seen it in the Padres series, dude. Trent Grisham has turned into Ken Griffey Jr. Grisham and uh, and um, uh, the whole bottom of their lineup. Nola Collinsworth. Um, yeah, Collinsworth. I mean, Cronenworth was an all star though. He he's been an all star. It's not like he's yeah. some bum. Trent Grisham has also been an all star for what's yeah. what it's worth. But you know, Trent Grisham was awful all season, and then now it's like you, they can't get him out. Nobody can get yeah. him out. You know what yeah. I mean? That's huge. So let's let's move there. Let's move to the Dodgers. Because I, I think the Braves, I think they're going to be fine in the long run. You know, they've got to tinker a couple things here and there. But mm-hmm. they got most of their core signed for a long time, dude. Yeah. Olsen, uh, Austin Riley, Michael Harris Jr., Max Fried, Spencer Strider, Kyle Wright. I mean, all these guys are signed for a long term. The Dodgers, though. You know, yeah. I said this when we did our preview show. I was the only one of you, me, you, me, and Daniel to pick the Padres to beat the Dodgers. Yep. I said the Dodgers are built for the regular season. This team is not built for the postseason. No. And it came to fruition because that starting rotation wasn't good, and that bullpen also struggled. And I'll be honest. The bat stop struggled, too. Offensively, they were not great. Yeah. Like you had two, maybe three players. You had Max Muncy, who was a surprise. Um, who played really well. You had Freddie Freeman, and then you had uh, Turner. Turner was mid, too. I mean, he batted 333 for the series. Trey, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he was also so bad defensively. Oh, absolutely. Offensively is, is what I was. He literally cost them there. game. Yeah. He cost them game two. They lost mm-hmm. game two because of him because he had two yeah. critical errors in that game. Yeah. This team is just. They're not. They weren't built for the postseason, dude. No, and a lot of that's due to injury. Like they have no Walker Bueller, right? Uh, Trevor Bauer, who they signed two years ago to play in these kind of games, you know, beats a woman and his career is over. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't. They didn't adjust. They didn't uh, not adjust. They didn't. They didn't fix that issue. Like they could have gone out and they could have traded for Luis Castillo. You could have traded for a Pablo Lopez. Yeah. You could have gotten any one of those guys, but they didn't. They could have got a Frankie Montas. Yeah. 
but they decided to stick with a Tyler Anderson uh Playoff Kershaw, who we all know fucking isn't that good. He actually wasn't that bad this year. In his start, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't great either. It wasn't great, but he wasn't the reason why they lost that game. But you got to have good starting pitching, dude. True. Or you have to have like a lights-out bullpen, and they didn't have either. Yeah. Kershaw started game two, right? Yeah. They lost. Yeah, five innings, six hits, three runs. Six hits and five innings, three runs. That's not good. That's not even a quality start. We, we've seen worse out of Kershaw. <laughs> no, for sure. But I mean, it's I still mean, you like, look at you, Darvish. There, seven hits, three runs. You can't say that's a quality start either. How many innings? Six innings? Five. Yeah, that's not a quality start. No. But the thing is, is that the Padres bullpen has been—they yeah. were unhittable, dude. They only allowed like two hits in the entire series to the Dodgers, dude. No, the bullpen, yeah. Yeah, because they allowed four hits in that after Darvish went out. So no, they but, didn't. In what game? Yeah, in game two. No, they didn't. Yeah, game two they they didn't allow a single base runner after Darvish went out. Suarez, two hits allowed. Martinez. Uh, you're talking about game five. I am talking about game two. Darvish versus. Oh no! I'm ta- sorry, sorry. I'm talking about. No, nah, Darvish pitched. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Da- game one was when they didn't allow a single base runner after yeah. after uh, Clevenger went out, but they didn't allow a single run. I think until game five. Uh, game, sorry, game three or four. Game four, they allowed their the bullpen allowed their first run of the series, but still their bullpen was fucking nails the entire fucking yeah. series, and that was the biggest difference. And that, and then you, they got timely hitting from the back of their lineup. I mean, in the game they clinched on uh, on Saturday, five runs in the eighth inning, dude. That was the yeah. difference in the game. Yeah. That's all they scored. But yeah. they rallied. Yeah. Yeah. Grisham, 381. Nola, 381. Uh, Soto, 250. Machado, 296. Profar, 280. I mean, Profar is another one on that list of people who have showed up. They're getting, they're getting production from top to bottom, dude. Yep. I'm I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say this, man. The San Diego Padres are going to win the World Series this year. No, no. Yes, they will. They will make the World Series, but they will not win the World Series. They're going to win the World Series. No. The only team that's that can stop them is the Guardians. Houston is getting going to be there. Uh, opponent in the World Series and uh, they will be winning the World Series. Houston's got it this year. Give me the Padres, dude. No, Guardians are going to win Game 5 on Monday. They're going to beat the Astros so. in six games. No. And then we're going to have a Guardians Padres World Series, what everybody predicted in the beginning of the year. No. <laughs> I like it, dude. I no. like it. Not happening. I'm not gonna lie though. I thought tonight was huge for the guard. I was wearing my Guardians hat earlier. I took it off because I was so disappointed in the Guardians tonight. Yeah, um, it wasn't a pretty game. I mean, it wasn't a bad game, but it wasn't a pretty game. So I, I, I do. I hope that they can take Game Five. Um, you know, it's uh, it, Savalia doesn't look great, um, but he has been better in the second half of the year. Once he came back from injury, he looked a lot better. Yeah. Um, and Jameson Tyon has been fucking trash. I mean, he he blew. He was the one that blew the lead if, uh, against the Guardians on Saturday. 
Yeah. Uh, but I'm also worried that Savali hasn't pitched for a long time. I mean, let's be real here. This is a must-win game. So, first sign of trouble, he's going to yeah. get pulled. And the Guardians have the best bullpen left in the they have the best bullpen left of all the teams mm. in the postseason. Yeah. So, and to, on top of that, the Guardians didn't even use Klasse, Karinchek, or Stefan in the last two games. And one of them they won. So, yeah, they used Klasse last uh, in game three. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, that was game two they used Klasse. They used him for like two innings in on in game two. That was the one that went to extra innings. Uh, or actually, yeah, that was game they two. Used, they used Classe in game. No, nah, that was game two. Game three. They didn't lose him in game three. Game three, they didn't use Stefan Karinchek or Classe. Damn it! I hit when you're right. Yeah, because I tweeted out today during the game after they were after they lost. I said. The only bright spot of the Guardians losing today is that their three best relievers are are fresh for tomorrow. And Classe is already shown he can go two innings. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's beneficial to them. Um, but I mean, like the Yankees are getting production from uh, Jag and Harrison Bader. Yeah, you know I mean, Judge has been fucking pretty much non-existent. I know, I know he hit a home run, but he hit a home run in a game they lost, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but the Guardians, this Think, is an absolute winnable game. Yeah, 083 in the series. Yeah, not good. Dude, I, he's, struck out, he's struck out, like, how many times, Ben? Seven, eight times? Uh, yeah, I don't have the numbers here, but, yeah, it's a lot. It's crazy. Yeah, four in the first two games, so. So I think the Guardians can win this game. I just thought it was, like, you have the series at home, you can close it out. I know the Yankees threw Garrett Cole. I mean, they put up two runs against Garrett Cole. You know, Cal Quantrill just hasn't been nails in this postseason, which could be a problem going forward for them because they need Cal Quantrill to be good. Yeah. Right? Tristan McKenzie also wasn't that good. It's just the Guardians happened to rally and uh, and win that game. The good thing about the, the Yankees, though, is that their bullpen isn't that good. Mm-hmm. So if Tyon can't go deep, if you're Aaron Boone and the Yankees, yeah, like what do you do? Yeah. Right. Which is why I like the Guardians, regardless of who's starting for them in Game Five, because they have the better bullpen. They they hit the contact. Right. Yeah. They get a lot of contact. They just got to hit with runners in position. That's what they got to yeah. do. They made some bad errors. They made some bad mistakes tonight. Jose Ramirez had a terrible base running. Uh, yeah. Uh, mistake today because he they would have had runners on first and third with two outs, and Josh Naylor comes up. Yeah. Instead, Josh Naylor hits a home run the next inning. Yeah. He could have hit that home run with two runners on base. We're talking a whole different Completely fucking game, different dude. Game. Yeah. Yeah. To go back to that earlier point, uh, Judge batting uh, OED3 with uh, OBP of 154. Not good, uh, dude. 12 at-bats, eight strikeouts. Eight Ks, dude. Yep. Only one hit. So, I mean, the, the Guardians just have – they have to uh, – you know, not let the other guys beat them. Yeah. That was tough to say, but I mean, like, bro, Judge is really the only scary guy. I know Harrison yep. Bader is playing well, but I think they'll be all right. Yeah. I think they'll be all right. All right. Let's go, y'all. Let's get some best bets for Monday, Ben. 
All right. Uh, so I am going to, uh, I, I do like the way that you were uh, talking about this football game, or sorry, this uh, baseball game, but I am going to go football on this. Um, I'm going to go with the under for tomorrow's uh, Monday night football game. I just don't understand how this can be at 50, 45 and a half points um, with these off these two team, two offenses. Um, you've got uh, the Broncos who have only put up, you know, an average of 15 points uh, going up against a uh, Chargers team who is averaging 24.4 points, but has never played a defense like the Broncos who have only allowed 16 points defensively there. Um, so I, yeah, I, I lean the Chargers to take this game, not enough to bet on it, but I do really like this under 45 and a half. I think that is a cakewalk here. Ooh, cakewalk. I like it. I like cakewalks. Um, all right, I'm going two best bets here, Ben. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go first best bet. I'm gonna ride with uh, Broncos plus four and a half. I just think in a division game, like I said, the Broncos defense is is really good. Chargers defense not so good. I just think the I think the Broncos can do enough to hang within a possession. Plus, there's gonna be a lot of Broncos fans at this game. It's gonna sound like mile high apart too. So. Uh, give me the Broncos plus four and a half here. And then I'm going to throw out another best bet. It's going to be Guardians money line plus 147. Uh, good value here. Uh, Savali versus Tyon. Not the greatest pitching matchup. However, like I said previously, like five minutes ago, I think the Guardians bullpen is the best bullpen left in baseball. I thought the only bullpen that could rival them was the Mariners. And the Mariners bullpen kind of fucking shit themselves in that Astro yeah. series. Uh so I, I like the I like the Guardians here in a must-win game. I think they have the better manager. I think they have the better lineup, and they definitely have the better pitching staff. So give me the Guardians money line. Let's wrap this series up and let's pack these fucking pinstripe bitches and get them the fuck out of here. There we go. And if you can get it at 140, 147, like Jordan was talking about, take that all day and run with it. I just put my bet in for one plus 123. Damn, it's already um, gone down that much. It's already gone down that much. So uh, make sure to get your bets in right now. Bro, are you serious, Ben? I'm serious. Damn, it was at 147 before we went on air. Yep. And 97% of the tickets are already on the Yankees. Huh. the money that's coming in on the Guardians. So let's go. All right. Uh, so before we end the podcast, we are going to come back to our beers and we are going to give an out of five ranking uh, on our two beers for the show. Um, Jordan, let's go ahead and start with that. Uh, what was it? The the chomp? Chonk, dude. That, Chonk, yeah. That was excellent, bro. That's one yeah. you can like literally drink a lot of because it tastes so good, but you probably can't drink a lot of it because it's so thick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, However, it's very delightful, very tasty. Like I said, it tastes a lot like Strawberries Wild from Jamba Juice. There we go. So I'm going to give that a, uh, we're going to give that one a f- four, seven, five out of five, Ben. Okay. There you go. Definitely drink it again. I would definitely buy it again. Uh, the Double Boba Bliss stra- Strawberry Blueberry. I like this one. It's very good, very tasty. Doesn't remind me anything of a Boba, though. Okay. Uh, you know, I didn't talk about this last time, like zero to do with boba. Like if I, if I'm, if I'm thinking boba personally, I'm thinking of like milk tea, right? Yeah. So the fact that they call it like double boba boys makes no sense to me. Yeah. So I'm going to dock them a little bit on that. 
Like, they should just call this fucking blueberry raspberry smoothie. You know what I mean? I'd probably mm-hmm. give them a better... Uh, better score for it, I yeah. just I think it's a reach. I think it's a reach to try and uh, tell a story on a beer that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's here nor there. It's still good, right? Yeah. I would still buy it. I would still drink it again. Second time drinking it. It's still just as good. It's a smoothie-type beer similar to the Chonk. The Chonk, though... Much better. Yeah. So we're going to give this one a 4-2-5 out of 5. There we go. There we go. All right. So I had uh, I had the two beers uh, kind of focused on the seasons that we're in. Um, I started with the fall beer, and this is the Oktoberfest from Golden Road Brewing. Um, they are out of L.A. Um, this was the Mirzen, Um, So the German-style Mirzen, And uh, this was a really good beer. Um, I am a big fan of Oktoberfest. Um, I've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. been trying to find Oktoberfest beers, and it's uh, had, I, I want a... I don't want the German beers that they ship over here. I want to get a California or a Dude, national. I want a, I want a uh, German German beer. I mean, I, I've, I've, we've the German German beers have been the same for years upon years upon years. I want something different. I've had those. I want, um, so a, I want, I some, want a German lager with a fucking pretzel. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I'll see if I can. I don't know where my Stein is. I don't know. After the move, I don't know where that got put. Um, it might be at my place. It might be uh, in storage, but um, I'll see if I can get the the Germans. And if I can get my Stein, I'll do two Germans next week. Um, but uh, I'm going to give this one a 4.5 out of 5. I thought this was a really good Mirzen. Um Really, the only Mirzen's that you do see out there is a Gordon Biersch Mirzen, um, which has kind of become the staple for us here on the West Coast. Um, so... This is a really good beer. Um, it is one that I would definitely turn back to. I've been drinking it for the last two weeks. I'm not going to lie. Um, so the Oktoberfest Golden Road, nicely done. Um, the Deschutes Jubilee. Um, this was uh, 6.7%. This was a good beer. I'm going to give it a four out of five. Um, I think it's a little too much on the kind of toffee chocolate um, caramel aspect okay. of it. Um, and it was just a little too rich for my my tasting here. Well, it was still a really good beer, so I'm going to give it a four out of five on this. Um, I'm really glad that it's coming in at a 6.7% um, instead of, you know, that 8.5 to 9 that we've seen in previous years. Um, just makes it a little bit more drinkable. And I think if this was that high, it would be almost like a, uh, like a motor oil type beer um, where it's just... Like a Racer 5? Yeah, Racer 5. Uh, no, like... Like that, um, that stout that you had that you just pour and it's so black, it's so thick, and it just you can't you can't really drink it. The stout that ruined I... stouts for me. What's that? The stout that ruined stouts for me. Yeah, no, I, it, that should ruin stouts. You'll you'll find some good stouts that are not like that. Um, you just have to, you know, find a find one to turn to, um, and just stay away from that one that you had previous. So, um, four out of five, not bad. Um, not the best that I've had from Deschutes for uh, this Jubilee, but still pretty damn good. So nice, good beers all around this week. Definitely. Oh yeah, dude. So that's always that's always a good thing. Yep. Oh yeah. All right. Thank you everybody out there for checking out the Taproom Sports Podcast. We are going to be back tomorrow. Uh, Jordan and Irving will be talking about what happened in the college football world over this last weekend. Um, then. Uh, 
Jordan, Irvin, and I will be back on Wednesday to talk about the week seven matchups uh, coming in in this NFL season. And we will definitely be touching on uh, what happened in in baseball and uh, previewing these series as well. Um, And then Thursday, Jordan and Irvin will be back. Or Sorry, Wednesday, Jordan and Irvin will be back to talk uh, college football for what is happening coming up in this, uh, this upcoming week. Yep. So it'll be a great list of uh, podcasts for the week. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcasts, on Twitter at Taproom underscore Sports. Make sure to check out Jordan's, which is at Jordan Rules TSP. Yep. Check out our website, www.taproomsportspodcast.com, for all of our social media information. We'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you back on Tuesday. Hope you all have a great Monday. And we are out of here. Cheers, y'all. Enjoy game five. Go Guardians. Yes. Go Guardians, baby. Let's go.